Hello and welcome to On the Record, the podcast of the Cuyahoga County Common Police Court. I'm your host, Darren Toms. We hope you enjoy our discussions about the court and the legal system. Today we're talking with Bruce Bichelaney, the head of the Court Reporters Department. Bruce, hello. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Darren. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, so let's start at the beginning. Tell me about the court reporter's role in the courtroom. What do they do? Historically, court reporters have played an important role in the courtroom. It is our duty to make an accurate and verbatim record of court proceedings that can be later transcribed or remain in the archives as the official court record. There is an official court reporter for every proceeding that occurs in a courtroom on a daily basis. Court reporters are also responsible for maintaining all evidence that was marked and submitted during a trial or a court hearing. When I look at a reporter's keyboard, it it doesn't look anything like the uh, keyboard that's attached to my computer. So how does that work? The Steno machine has 24 keys by my count. Different court reporters may count them differently. The one key you press makes one letter. When you press it in combination with another key, it makes a different letter. But there are actually 24 physical keys on a keyboard. It's very different than a computer keyboard. We are not writing letters at a time. We are writing words, phrases, or sounds every time we hit the machine. Uh, We use different combinations of keys to make different sounds, but that keyboard can make every sound in the English language. We use brief forms for commonly used words and phrases to save time, and each court reporter is able to create their own briefs in order to be able to write faster uh, to keep up with the testimony, and we can make those briefs for every case depending on what the vocabulary is for that case. All right, so it's done in that shorthand. Is every hearing then transcribed into English from the court reporter's shorthand, or is that only when somebody requests it? And how long does a transcription take to do? It's only transcribed into a readable format when requested. We take way too many hearings to transcribe everything, so we only wait until uh, we're requested to produce a transcript. And the time it takes to produce a transcript varies from hearing to hearing. Uh, it depends on the length of the hearing. Uh, how technical the terminology was, but basically we get the transcript out as needed by the party ordering it. There are dates which we have to have an appeal transcript prepared by, and sometimes someone will request a transcript in a daily format, which means we're getting it to them to that day. So it just depends on the length and also on when it is needed. You and I right now, we're using a microphone, and this is recording into my computer. So in this age of technology, why do we still have to have human court reporters as just recording them the way we're doing this? You know, research conducted by both the National and the State Court Reporting Associations, NCRA and OCRA, has concluded, and I've been involved in a number of these studies, that a live court reporter is the more accurate and cost-effective method of making the record. You know, given the physical setting of a courtroom itself, there's multiple people speaking simultaneously, there's foreign accents, there's medical and technical testimony, there's often noise in the courtroom. You know, well-trained and highly qualified court reporters best suited to make an accurate verbatim record. And we have the ability to interrupt the proceedings if we know we are having difficulty getting it down. If there's loud noises that uh, wipe out some of the testimony from me hearing it, I can ask them to repeat If multiple speakers are talking at the same time, I can ask one at a time. 
if I'm not getting it, I know I'm not getting it, and I can interrupt, whereas technology does not have that ability to do that. You mentioned a well-trained court reporter. What kind of education does it take to become a court reporter? And I also imagine it's like playing an instrument where you practice, practice, practice. To me, it's a second language. It's It requires a lot of practice to get to the point to be able to graduate. You have to be able to write 225 words per minute to graduate from school, and it is a constant practice your whole career. You never stop learning. You never stop practicing. But basically, the schooling is a two-year course. Most of the courses now are uh, you receive an associate's degree, and you take, besides court reporting, you'll take terminology classes, but then the emphasis is on learning the court reporting aspect of it and practicing to get your speed up to that 225 words a minute. It doesn't seem that long ago, but we'll call it the olden days when you would see the, the, the spool of tape dropping from behind the court reporter's machine that they would have to go back and, and, and transcribe from that. How has uh, this modern technology helped the court reporter do his or her job? That was always an embarrassing experience when the paper would start piling up on the ground, and that was usually due to static or the humidity. And luckily, we've done away with the paper. Uh, we don't have those situations anymore. You know, the keyboard has remained the same on the steno machine. They have, over the years, have become electronic, and instead of having the paper, the notes are stored electronically on a disc in the writer, uh, which then is stored permanently on the county's network, which takes up very little space. The paper notes, back again in the olden days, we would have well over 100, 120 boxes a year that we would have to store in storage areas all over this building, which we no longer have to use. And we have to keep these notes for 12 years, so that storage, you can see by that number of boxes, really added up. So we have 34 courtrooms in the Cuyahoga County Court of Common Pleas. How many court reporters do we need to keep that fully staffed? How does that work? We have 41 court reporters, including myself. Uh, Yes, there's only 34 judges, but at times we have up to 41 or 42 calls in, in a given day. Uh, besides the judges, we have the judges who sit by assignment. We have the arraignment room. We have two grand juries. Uh, we work for some of the magistrates. The numbers are needed in order to get everything covered. There are times when they do run out of court reporters when things get very busy down here. You touched on before uh, about the modern electronics, and there are courts that do use recordings now as opposed to court reporters. Uh, I can probably assume your feelings on this, but how do you look at that advancement in technology and where it could be going? Obviously, I'm against it, and, and you say advancement, and I look at it as it's actually going backwards. Tape recorders are not the gold standard in our industry. I know from my experience that a live court reporter is definitely the gold standard. If I had a case, if you had a case, you would want the gold standard. You know, there have been innumerable instances of electronic failure around the country, which causes cases to be retried, which is a great expense to the courts, to the litigants, obviously stressful to the parties if their cases never got recorded in the first place. You know, there was a recent example that was just brought to my attention last week in a neighboring county where it was a medical malpractice case. After three days of testimony, the court realized that equipment was faulty and it did not record anything. Expert witnesses were flown in from all over the country and it testified and now the parties or the court or whoever is going to bear that expense. Well, Bruce, how long have you been a court reporter and how did you end up in this field? Going on my 34th year down here, 
and I was a freelance court reporter for three years prior to that. Out of high school, I went to Cleveland State for two years, didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I was debating being a policeman. My father was a Cleveland policeman at the time, and he had prior had uh, influenced my sister, kind of pushed her into becoming a court reporter, which she was, guided me along that same path rather than going to become a policeman. And for whatever reason, I started school, and I took to it, and here I am a long time later. 34 years in the business, you must have a good story or two from the courtrooms. One of the most memorable cases I had was a criminal trial a number of years ago where a doctor was charged with a crime and F. Lee Bailey was his attorney, and it was after the O.J. Simpson case where real time kind of got a lot of exposure because it was being used during that case, and um, Mr. Bailey had requested me to do real time along with the daily transcript, and he was very tech-savvy and was, every time we gave him the transcript, which was twice a day, he was scanning it right in the courtroom and sending it to his experts, which was kind of unusual for that time. And when the case was over, you know, I was kind of humbled by his words to me. He came up to me and thanked me and gave me a big compliment just how uh, excellent a job that he thought we did on this case. So it was uh, a a bit of a humbling experience to work with somebody of his stature. And you talk about real time. Uh, This is the technology that they use, like if we're watching a sports broadcast and and the words come up there on the screen. Is that correct? Real-time is instantaneous translation. The way we use it down here for a few reasons, it started out for hearing-impaired jurors. That's uh, the first request was made. So we have a number of hearing-impaired jurors where we provide a screen. So the court reporter writes what is happening, and it instantaneously translates so that uh, juror is able to listen to it We also do this for hearing-impaired litigants, for attorneys as requested, and some attorneys will use it to better uh, try their case. So we will do it when requested. We do it for a number of judges who want it all the time, and we'll do it for their trials as they request it also. All right, so I'm going to give you a chance to brag here. I know that every year uh, you have court reporters go to the state competition, and it seems like every year they do really well. This past probably month or two ago, At the Ohio Court Reporters Association annual convention, they gave the real-time test and also the speed test, and our department, as always, was well represented. We won first the real-time test and also won all three places in the speed contest. So we have a number of reporters who are diligent at practicing, who are very proud of what they do and put the time in. We have two other reporters who have retired the cup, it's called, where you win the speed contest three years in a row and you retire it. So we have a number of excellent, excellent court reporters down here, I think is, as an office, probably better than any office in the state. You're usually the one that uh, records the record, but we want to thank you for being on the record with us today. Bruce Bishelaine, the head of the Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Court Court Reporters Department, thank you very much. Thank you, Darren.